It's February the 16th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends. So glad that you have joined us on this year-long adventure. We are traveling from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. And today, we have come to Leviticus 14, 15, and 16. Now, before I get into that passage, I got a message last night from somebody who's been with us on the journey, but they haven't been able to, you know, watch all the videos. And I understand that not too many people are going to watch 365 videos. No matter if you've seen all of them so far, you're probably going to miss a day or two or a week or two. You may even skip a month. Who knows? My friend wanted to know, Pastor Ray, we've missed a few days. How can we find the videos that we missed? Easy. Go to Keep Believing. Dot com. You'll see the big link. Let's read the Bible. Just click on it. All of them are there. Or you can go to Facebook, my personal page, or the KBM Facebook page. All of them are on Facebook. Or you can go to YouTube, the KBM YouTube channel. All of the videos are there. Or if you prefer Rumble, the KBM Rumble channel, all of them are there. I'm just saying, friends, that we have archived all the videos so far and all of them that will be done, God willing, for the rest of the year. They're going to be on the KBM page on Facebook, YouTube, and the Rumble video platform, and they're going to be free. So don't worry about missing a few days. Uh, you can always catch up later at your leisure. So book of Leviticus. You remember yesterday when we got to Leviticus 13, there was all that detail about the skin disease and checking for skin disease and looking at the sore and uh, mildew, some questions about that. The, you know, it's interesting. It's clear that the priest of the Old Testament, they weren't just religious figures. They didn't have doctors and medicine in the way that we understand that today. And so the priest had a quasi-medical function to determine if somebody had a contagious skin disease, like leprosy, but even a broader category than that. Remember, if somebody uh, has a contagious skin disease, they were to be put outside the camp into a quarantine. They'd cover their mouth and go, unclean, unclean. Well, you don't want to live that way for the rest of your life if you can help it. So what do you do if you think the disease is gone and you've been cleansed? Chapter 14 answers that question. Chapter 15 talks about a ritual purity and impurity for men and women. And then chapter 16 the highlight, the summit of the book, the events of the Day of Atonement. Let's jump right in. Leviticus 14, the Lord spoke to Moses. This is the law concerning the person afflicted with a skin disease on the day of his cleansing. He is to be brought to the priest who will go outside the camp and examine him. If the skin disease has disappeared from the afflicted person, the priest will order the two, the two live birds, to live clean birds, cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop be brought for the one who is to be cleansed. Then the priest will order that one of the birds be slaughtered over fresh water in a clay pot. He is to take the live bird together with the cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop and dip them all into the blood of the bird that was slaughtered over the fresh water. He will then sprinkle the blood seven times on the one who is to be cleansed from the skin disease. He is to pronounce him clean and release the live bird over the open countryside. The one who is to be cleansed must wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, and bathe with water. He is clean. Afterward, he may enter the camp, but he must remain outside his tent for seven days. He should shave off all his hair again on the seventh day, his head, his beard, his eyebrows, and the rest of his hair. He is to wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. He is clean. On the eighth day, he must take two 
unblemished male lambs, an unblemished year-old ewe lamb, a grain offering of six quarts of fine flour mixed with olive oil and one-third of a quart of olive oil. The priest who performs the cleansing will place the person who is to be cleansed together with these offerings before the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest is to take one male lamb and present it as a guilt offering along with the one-third quart of olive oil and he will present them as a presentation offering before the Lord. He is to slaughter the male lamb at the place in the sanctuary area where the sin offering and burnt offering are slaughtered. For like the sin offering, the guilt offering belongs to the priest. It is especially holy. The priest is to take some of the blood from the guilt offering and put it on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Then the priest will take some of the one-third quart of olive oil and pour it into his left palm. The priest will dip his right finger into the oil in his left palm and sprinkle some of the oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. From the oil remaining in his palm, the priest will put some on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot on top of the blood of the guilt offering. What is left of the oil in the priest's palm, he is to put on the head of the one to be cleansed. In this way, the priest will make atonement for him before the Lord. The priest is to sacrifice the sin offering and make atonement for the one to be cleansed from his uncleanness. Afterward, he will slaughter the burnt offering. The priest is to offer the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar. The priest will make atonement for him and he will be clean. But If he is poor and cannot afford these, he is to take one male lamb for a guilt offering to be presented in order to make atonement for him, along with two quarts of fine flour mixed with olive oil for a grain offering, one third of a quart of olive oil, and two turtle doves or two young pigeons, whatever he can afford, one to be a sin offering and the other a burnt offering. On the eighth day, he is to bring these things for his cleansing to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord. The priest will take the male lamb for the guilt offering and the one third quart of of olive oil and present them as a presentation offering before the Lord. After he slaughters the male lamb for the guilt offering, the priest is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the right ear lobe of the one to be clenched on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. Then the priest will pour some of the oil into his left palm. With his right finger, the priest will sprinkle some of the oil in his left palm seven times before the Lord. The priest will also put some of the oil in his palm on the right earlobe of the one to be cleansed on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot on the same place as the blood of the guilt offering. What is left of the oil in the priest's palm, he's to put on the head of the one to be cleansed to make atonement for him before the Lord. He is, he is to then sacrifice one type of what he can afford, either the turtle doves or the young pigeons, One is a sin offering and the other is a burnt offering, sacrificing what he can afford together with the grain offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement before the Lord for the one to be cleansed. This is the law for someone who has a skin disease and cannot afford the cost of his cleansing. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. When you enter the land of Canaan that I'm giving you as a possession, and I place a mildew contamination in a house in the land you possess. The owner of the house is to come and tell the priest, something like mildew contamination has appeared in my house. The priest must order them to clear the house before he enters to examine the contamination. 
so that nothing in the house becomes unclean. Afterward, the priest will come to examine the house. He will examine it, and if the contamination of the walls of the house consists of green or red indentations that appear to be beneath the surface of the wall, the priest is to go outside the house to its doorway and quarantine the house for seven days. The priest is to return on the seventh day and examine it. If the contamination is spread on the walls of the house, the priest must order that the stones with the contamination be pulled out and thrown into an unclean place outside the city. He is to have the inside of the house completely scraped and have plaster and have the plaster that is scraped off, dumped in an unclean place outside the city. Then they are to take different stones to replace the former ones and take additional plaster to replaster the house. If the contamination reappears in the house after the stones have been pulled out and after the house has been scraped and replastered, the priest is to come and examine it. If the contamination is spread in the house, it is harmful mildew. The house is unclean. It must be torn down with its stones, its beams, all its plaster, and then taken outside the city to an unclean place. Whoever enters the house during any of the days the priest quarantines it will be unclean until evening. Whoever lies down in the house is to wash his clothes, and whoever eats in it is to uh, wash his clothes. But when the priest comes and examines it, if the contamination has not spread in the house after it was replastered, he is to pronounce the house clean because the contamination has disappeared. He is to take two birds, cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop to purify the house. And he is to slaughter one of the birds over a clay pot containing fresh water. He will take the cedar wood, the hyssop, the scarlet yarn, and the live bird, dip them in the blood of the slaughtered bird and the fresh water, and sprinkle the house seven times. He will purify the house with the blood of the bird, the fresh water, the live bird, the cedar wood, the hyssop, and the scarlet yarn. Then he is to release the live bird into the open countryside outside the city. In this way, he will make atonement for the house and it will be clean. This is the law for any skin disease or mildew, for a scaly outbreak for mildew in clothing or on a house, or for a swelling scab or spot to determine when something is unclean or clean. This is the law regarding skin disease and mildew. Well, to be a priest in ancient Israel, obviously you had to have priestly, godly, spiritual qualities know the word of the Lord. Second, had to be kind of a medical doctor, checking on all those, you know, looking for the, the hair and the sores and all that. And then you got to be a building inspector, going in there, checking things and ordering. I mean, the priest, he wasn't just a spiritual man. He was a little bit of a jack of all trades, did a lot of stuff. Well, there's more. Look at Leviticus 15. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, when any man has a discharge from his member, he is unclean. This is uncleanness of his discharge. Whether his member secretes the discharge or retains it, he is unclean. All the days that his member secretes or retains anything because of his discharge, he is unclean. Any bed the man with the discharge lies on will be unclean, and any furniture he sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches his bed is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. Whoever sits on furniture that the man with the discharge was sitting on is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. Whoever touches the body of the the man with the discharge is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. If the man with the discharge spits on anyone who is clean, he is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. 
any saddle the man with the discharge rides on will be unclean. Whoever touches anything that was under him will be unclean until evening. And whoever carries such things is to wash his clothes and bathe with water. And he will remain unclean until evening. If the man with the discharge touches anyone without first rinsing his hands in water, the person who, has he, who was touched is to wash his clothes and bathe with water. And he will remain unclean until evening. Any clay pot that the man with the discharge touches must be broken, while any wooden utensil is to be rinsed with water. When the man with the discharge has been cured of it, he is to count seven days for his cleansing, wash his clothes, and bathe his body in fresh water. He will be clean. He must take two turtle doves or two young pigeons on the eighth day, come before the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting, and give them to the priest. The priest is to sacrifice them. One is a sin offering, one is a burnt offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for him before the Lord because of his discharge. When a man has an emission of semen, he is to bathe himself completely with water and he will remain unclean until evening. Any clothing or leather on which there is an emission of semen is to be washed with water and it will remain unclean until evening. If a man sleeps with a woman and has an emission of semen, both of them are to bathe with water and they will remain unclean until evening. When a woman has a discharge and it consists of blood from her body, she will be unclean because of her menstruation for seven days. Everyone who touches her will be unclean until evening. Anything she lies on during her menstruation will become unclean, and anything she sits on will become unclean. Everyone who touches her bed is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. Everyone who touches any furniture she was sitting on is to wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. If discharge is on the bed of the furniture she was sitting on, when he touches it, he will be unclean until evening. If a man sleeps with her and blood from her menstruation gets on him, he will be unclean for seven days, and every bed he lies on will become unclean. When a woman has a discharge of her blood for many days, though it is not the time of her menstruation, or if she has a discharge beyond her period, she will be unclean all the days of her unclean discharge as she is during the days of her menstruation. Any bed she lies on during the days of her discharge will be like her bed during menstrual impurity. Any furniture she sits on will be unclean as in her menstrual period. Everyone who touches them will be unclean. He must wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he will remain unclean until evening. When she is cured of her discharge, she is to count seven days, and after that she will be clean. On the eighth day, she must take two turtle doves or two young pigeons and bring them to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest is a sacrifice. One is a sin offering, and the other is a burnt offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement for her before the Lord because of her unclean discharge. You must keep the Israelites from their uncleanness so that they do not die by defiling my tabernacle that is among them. This is the law for someone with a discharge, a man who has an emission of semen becoming unclean by it, a woman who is in her menstrual period, anyone who has a discharge, whether male or female, and a man who sleeps with a woman who is unclean. Leviticus 16. This is the heart now of the book of Leviticus. In many ways, this is the heart of the religion of the Old Testament. This is the day of atonement. Leviticus 16. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of 
two of Aaron's sons, when they approached the presence of the Lord and died, the Lord said to Moses, tell your brother Aaron that he may not come whenever he wants into the holy place behind the curtain in front of the mercy seat on the ark, or else he will die because I appear in the cloud above the mercy seat. Aaron is to enter the most holy place in this way with a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He is to wear a holy linen tunic and linen undergarments are to be on his body. He is to tie a linen sash around him and wrap his head with a linen turban. These are holy garments. He must bathe his body with water before he wears them. He is to take from the Israelite community two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron will present the bull for his sin offering and make atonement for himself and his household. Next, he will take the two goats and place them before the Lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting. After Aaron casts lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other for an uninhabitable place, he is to present the goat chosen by lot for the Lord and sacrifice it as a sin offering. But the goat chosen by lot for an uninhabitable place is to be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement with it by sending it into the wilderness for an uninhabitable place. When Aaron presents the bull for his sin offering and makes atonement for himself and his household, he will slaughter the bull for his sin offering. Then he is to take a fire pan full of blazing coals from the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of finely ground fragrant incense and bring them inside the curtain. He is to put the incense on the fire before the Lord so that the cloud of incense covers the mercy seat that is over the testimony or else he will die. He is to take some of the bull's blood and sprinkle it with his finger against the east side of the mercy seat. Then he will sprinkle some of the blood with his finger before the mercy seat seven times. When he slaughters the male goat for the people's sin offering and brings its blood inside the curtain, he will do the same with its blood as he did with the bull's blood. He is to sprinkle it against the mercy seat and in front of it. He will make atonement for the most holy place in this way for all their sins because of the Israelites' impurities and rebellious acts. He will do the same for the tent of meeting that remains among them, because it is surrounded by their impurities. No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the most holy place until he leaves after he has made atonement for himself, his household, and the whole assembly of Israel. Then he will go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it. He is to take some of the bull's blood and some of the goat's blood and put it on the horns of all sides of the altar. He is to sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times to cleanse and set it apart from the Israelites' impurities. When he has finished making atonement for the most holy place, the tent of meeting and the altar, he is to present the live male goat, Aaron, will lay both of his hands on the head of the live goat and will confess over it all the Israelites' iniquities and rebellious acts, all their sins. He, he is to put them on the goat's head and send it away into the wilderness by a man appointed for the task. The goat will carry all their iniquities into a desolate land and the man 
will release it there. Then Aaron is to enter the tent of meeting, take off the linen garments he wore when he entered the most holy place and leave them there. He will bathe his body with water in the holy place and put on his clothes. Then he must go out and sacrifice his burnt offering and the people's burnt offering. He will make atonement for himself and for all the people. He is to burn the fat of the sin offering on the altar. The man who released the goat for an uninhabitable place is to wash his clothes and bathe his body with water. Afterwards, he may re-enter the camp. The bull for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought into the most holy place to make atonement, must be brought outside the camp and their hide, flesh, and waste burned. The one who burns them is to wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. Afterward, he may re-enter the camp. This is to be a permanent statute for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you are to practice self-denial and do no work, both the native and the alien that resides among you. Atonement will be made for you on this day to cleanse you, and you will be clean from all your sins before the Lord. It is a Sabbath of complete rest for you. and You must practice self-denial. It is a permanent statute. The priest who is anointed and ordained to serve as high priest in place of his father will make atonement. He will put on the linen garments, the holy garments, and make atonement for the holy place, most holy place. He will make atonement for the tent of meeting and the altar and will make atonement for the priest and all the people of the assembly. This is to be a permanent statute for you to make atonement for the Israelites once a year because of all their sins. And all this was done as the Lord commanded Moses. Now, this is February. We got a ways to go, friends. But stay with us. We will get down October, November, December, toward the end of this year. We're going to hit the great book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews is going to come right back here to, to Leviticus 16. It's going to explain to us what all this means. You got a high priest, one man, on one day of the year, the day of atonement, and always only by himself and never without the blood of the sacrifice. One man, anybody else, they die. One man. And only on the right day, if he goes any other day, he dies. If he dares to enter the most holy place without the blood of the sacrifice, he's dead on the spot. If, if, if he thinks he can come in anytime or with anybody, any way he wants, it doesn't work that way. What's all this supposed to mean? It's all a picture of the coming son of God, Jesus, who was both the great high priest and the offering for it is impossible. The writer says of Hebrews it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. And one of the points Hebrews is going to make is in the Old Testament, they were killing animals all the time. I mean, for the turtle doves and pigeons and, and lambs and goats and bulls, a whole lot of killing and a river of blood. But all of it, every detail of it was meant to point to the coming Savior the Son of God, the Lamb of God, who would take away the sin of the world. That is why chapter 16 is really the heart of the Old Testament, because it, it shows us what they did every year, one man, one day, every year to roll away the sins of the people. But that could never do it permanently. 
What can wash away my sin? You know it. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Folks, go out and have a great day as the redeemed, blood-bought children of God. Go out. Wonderful day. Rejoice in what Jesus has done for you. Have a great day, folks. Come back tomorrow. We'll still be in the book of Leviticus. See you then.